Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more podcast from Pitchbowls.com. My name is Nick Polk. Today is May 10th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Lucas Giolito, fantastic game yesterday. 6.2 innings, sorry, 6 innings, 2 run runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 9 strikeouts against the Royals. His velocity was 91.9 in the previous start. This, 94.3. 42% CSW on his change when it was gone in the previous one. This is so exciting for Lucas Giolito. Oh man, if you can hold on to this, if this is who you are, good locations on the slider as well. Ah, oh, this would be legitimate Giolito is back kind of thing. But it's one game. One game. And I know you can say, oh, but he was doing successful things beforehand. No, 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 no. This is one game of him actually being back. He gets the Astros next. All we can do is cross our fingers. George Kirby went against the Rangers. Seven innings, zero runs, six hits, zero walks, and nine strikeouts, 11 whiffs, 26% CSW. The fastball was good. And like Gilbert the previous day, Kirby's curveballs and sliders, they found the zone but they weren't really all too impressive in my view. Maybe that's all they need to do. They just need to be in the zone to get strikes and rely on the four-seamer to get whiffs. Maybe that's it, and that's fine, I guess. I still have my doubts long-term for George Kirby until he has a whiffable secondary pitch. Shane Bieber, speaking of whiffable secondary pitches, went against the Tigers, got the win, six innings, zero runs, seven hits, one walk, nine Ks. If you want to say it's just the Tigers, don't do that because other players have not had this kind of success against the Tigers as he earned... 19 whiffs, 40% CSW. That is a golden goal for Shane Bieber. And what do you know? The slider that had been missing for three straight starts. 9 out of 31 whiffs, 31% usage, 42% CSW, and he reduced his fastball just to 23% of the time. That is exactly what we want from Shane Bieber. 48% called strike rate on that fastball because he used it so infrequently with cutters as well. This is it. Yeah, I know he had a terrible whip. Eight base runners. It's fine. That uh, Hipper nine is a very weird thing. And for aces like Shane Bieber and maybe Kevin Gosman and all these guys, it should be around eight. When you see double digit Hipper nine and they're not a bottom of the barrel pitcher, that ain't going to stick. You could say it about Babip and stuff or whatever. But even the guys with bad Babips are like nine Hipper nine. Anything that suggests that it's over a hit in inning is just normally noise. Just so you know. Anyway, Noah Syndergaard against the Brewers. Just one inning as he cut his index finger. And there's a lot of conversation about this. Because I'm not in on Gavin Stone. The Dodgers pushed him back to AAA after his debut. Which was change of focused and not very good. And... Likely the Dodgers are going to go back to Stone again. But there's an outside chance that Bobby Miller has... His next start is really good. And Stone has that second start of the year from the majors. Because he does line up with Syndergaard. It makes all the sense. 
and it's not very good. And the doctors say, you know what? Let's just get Bobby Miller in here. So monitor Bobby Miller's next start. It wasn't a very good in AAA. If he really dominates, this might be the time for him to jump in. And don't think of it as like, well, does he slot into the rotation at that point? No, what the Dodgers would do is if Stone has a bad outing, they would just put Bobby Miller's next time in the rotation into the rotation with the Dodgers and then push everyone else back a day. I'm not saying that the Dodgers are going to do this. They might wait a little bit longer, all of that. But I feel like the Dodgers are not just going to wait around here. And they're going to say, Gavin Stone isn't working. Noah Syndergaard needs more time. The next one up is Bobby Miller. And he has an electric fastball. We're talking like triple-digit fastball we've seen in the minors so far. So I'm very excited about Bobby Miller. I think it's time to stash him now. Logan Webb against the Nationals got the win. Seven innings, nine hits like I was talking about. I mean, he is going to have the more elevated hit per nine, For to be fair. To be fair. But great start here from Logan Webb. We're all good here. I feel like he is the premier Dusty Donut. I'm, I'm workshopping nicknames. The best I had in my delirium last night was the stale glazed, but we'll work on that. Uh, oh, it should be the cobweb donut because he's a web. I mean, that feels right. <laughs> Michael Lorenzen against the Guardians. Seven innings, one and run, five and zero walks, three Ks. I, I'm happy he's done well. He's only one and run in three of his last four games, uh, which is kind of nice. He's a Toby. But I'm not really trusting that. I don't think that Michael Renton does enough. Um, Framber Valdez against the Angels. This is very interesting. Eight innings, one and run, three hits, zero walks, 12 Ks. And you say, well, yeah, Framber Valdez does this from time to time. Well, no, 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 no. This is a different Framber Valdez. First and foremost, if you guys know my my battle with him, Valdez's whip is always too high. It, it, it's always like a 117. It drives me nuts. This was a .38 whip, right? Three base runners in eight innings. You love it. And what happened here is that Valdez, instead of going sinker curveball, decided, you know what? I'm going to reduce my sinker usage and throw 32% cutters instead, 44% CSW on those bad boys. That's, a, mm, 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 mm. That's the good stuff. That's what we want. So Valdez is actually doing that now. With 32% cutters, mixing with those sinkers and curveballs, of course, the curveball's still elite. There, there's your there's your problem, you know. There, there, there's the way to to soar and be an actual ace is gonna ace. So I'm very excited about that. We have a lot more guys to talk about, and of course, every single day I get a tweet or sorry, a DM from Alex Fast about Jesus Lazardo. We're gonna talk about him, Louis Varland, many others after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 
98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Jesus Lazardo, six innings, one and run, seven hits, two walks, five Ks against Arizona, got the win. You should be very pleased with this one. A very good ERA, 1.5. I know the whip at 1.5 is not what you want either. Uh, seven hits here, I feel like whatever. The changeup, once that locks in, which it wasn't in this one, he gets the Nationals and Giants. I really feel like he's going to dominate those games. Uh, Louis Varland against the Padres survived here. This is a good start. Six innings, one run, five hits, two walks, six Ks. You remember from the previous game, the last two games really, Varland was at 96 and then 94.5. And I was very disheartened to see 94.5 when he really returned to the bigs. This was 95.5. So that's really encouraging. However, the str- the schedule for the Twins is so rough. And it's not even just the, the Cubs and Angels and Jays up next. It gets even worse after that. So I, I feel a little bit hesitant going after Varland at the moment. Just because it's really tough. Now you can say, Nick, it was just the Padres and he did well. That's a good point. It's possible that Varland can just soar past it. It's a very risky proposition. So if you want to pick him up against the Cubs and kind of go from there and navigate it, I think that it's very risky and there are going to be other streams that you just want to do instead. Michael Walker was on the opposite side. Six innings, one run, three hits, three walks, and four Ks. Lucky for him, he got the win despite doing the same line because he was a home team. Uh, but I think he got a little bit lucky in this one. Um, he did get his change up down a bit, but this wasn't Premier Waka. He gets the Dodgers next. I'm not in on that. Connor Siebold, no thank you. Clark Schmidt did well against Oakland. He got a lot of called strikes on his sweep with 55% CSW and 10 out of 22 called strikes, which is insane. He gets the raise next. This was Oakland. I'm not doing that. Aaron Nola against the Jays. Six innings, two hundred runs, five hits, two walks, six Ks. Curve return to 35% CSW. Change up at a 55, 57% CSW, but guess what? The four seamers at 93, not 91, not 90, 93. He was up two ticks on both fastballs. You love to see it. Oh, please tell me this is real, Noah. Please tell me that changeup is as good as it is. This was against the Jays, too. Mm, please. Patrick Corbin against the Giants, whatever. <laughs> Charlie Morton against the Red Sox. He did good. He did good. Uh, the changeup was more in the mix than we normally see. Uh, good to see it. He gets the real test now against the Jays. I hope that works out. Grace Rodriguez did well against the Rays. He got the win. 5.2 innings, 200 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, and 4 strikeouts. So, I'm not so enthused by it. I'm glad he did this against the Rays. Some guys have had good starts against the Rays and everyone thinks like that's it. But, this was still 9 base runners. Just 4 strikeouts and 9 whiffs. He hit 97.4. Sorry, rather, he sat there with his fastballs. Sat, uh, hit 99.3, which is awesome. But the changeups and breakers, like, changeups got in the bottom of the zone, but not underneath. And same with with his secondaries, uh, with the, the breaking balls, I should say. That's not it. You know, and I felt like he was still struggling to find his command as the game went on. So, we're not there yet with Grayson Rodriguez. It's better, but we're not we're not there. Luis Ortiz kind of was what we thought he was, right? Five innings, two and runs, seven hits, one walk, one strikeout, and it's was it a good slider? It was a twenty one percent CSW slider, and the fastball doesn't miss bats. I'm not in on Luis Ortiz. This was also against Rocky Road. 
Um, you're not going to butter your bread with this. Shohei Otani went against the Astros. He allowed three runs, but Ace is going to ace. Uh, Adrian Heaney, 6.2 innings, three earned runs. Pretty much a, a poor quality start, but better with a one whip. Um, seven strikeouts. You'll absolutely take this, but the changeup and slider combined for a 22% CSW. I still think it's a very risky proposition right now with Andrew Heaney. Less risky than Jack Flaherty, who is at 91.9. If you saw all the quotes about his fastball velocity, I'm going to give my take very quickly on this. Jack Flaherty is correct in some aspects here. Uh, I have been very focused on his fastball. I've been saying, look, when he has success, he's around like 93, 94. When he doesn't have success, he's at 92. Now, as someone who actually pitched uh, playing with velocity, especially when I was a starting pitcher, I am very much in the theory of like your Tom Glavin, where you would throw your fastball on a variance from like 79 to 83, right? That's what he did. Uh, And I did because, you know, (laughs) but you understand where actually I would throw layoff fastballs on purpose. I would look exactly the same, but it would be essentially like a changeup, just different. And I would get guys on the front foot. I would get guys grinding out. It was a really fun tactic, especially like in counts where batters are ahead and want to jump on the outer shoes for a fair fastball, right? So I get that. I and it, it, it's wild that like Jack Flaherty, he's saying he's trying to say this, saying, "Look, like don't." worry about this. I know how to pitch. Like I'm going to be changing up my fast. I'm not going to throw max effort all the time. We get that. But your average velocity is like your 90%, right? You don't do a layoff fastball every single time. You do it like you, know, you mix it in and out. Same with doing max effort. So yeah, you're going to see like 96 at one point, but we're not expecting you to sit 96, Jack Flaherty. We're expecting you to sit 93, 94, you know? And then you fall down to 90, 91, 92 at times. That's fine. If you have a range of 91 to 96, then all of a sudden you're at 93 and 94. But then when you have a range of like 88 to 94, that's different. You shouldn't have that big of a range. Um, and I understand why he's saying this because, yeah, he's going through a hard time. His whole job is to is to pitch well and he's getting lambasted for it. And I feel bad for him, you know. Um, and of course, I would be defensive too if I were in his situation. Um, it's really hard to ask everybody to own up to things. Like that's that's one of the hardest things we do as humans. So uh, I don't, you know, I'm not upset at Jack Flaherty or anything like that. It's just understand that, like, you know, the context of what he's trying to say, what's actually going on. That's my take in the whole situation. And I, um, you know, and the whole fact that I, I even hate how the Cardinals treated everyone involved and like Contreras and threw him under the bus because he's not Yadier Molina and they didn't have a plan for that. Like, what? The whole thing is just messed up right now. Um, so I'm sorry, Jack Flaherty isn't a good guy for your fantasy team. Okay, okay. Alec Manoa isn't either. 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 4 hits, 4 walks, 1K. I'm I'm not in, guys. Uh, Eric Lauer against the Dodgers, he's at 91, 92. It's not 94. <laughs> I'm not in. Uh, Jordan Lyles, this is interesting. He went... Full nine innings for forward runs, six hits, zero walks, six Ks. I reached out to Twitter and I was like, all right, uh, Sarah Langs, what's up? And like, because of course Sarah Langs is the best and she she loves this stuff. And she uh, she discovered that Bartolo Colon in 2017 was the last one to do it. Shout out to other people who also chimed in too and, and was able to find it. Um, but yeah, last time we saw nine innings of forward runs or more, not eight, nine. 2017, it's been six years since we've seen this. That's what you get with me doing the SB Roundup every day. I know that's weird. 
I knew a weird thing when I see it. <laughs> I've done every single game. Uh, yeah, Jordan Lyles is not someone you want to chase. Uh, Luke Weaver against the Mets. Uh, honestly, better than you expected. Five base runners in six innings. I feel like we should find a term for the most surprising start of the year. Uh, it, it's, or sorry, of the night. Every night, I kind of like having traditions. So if you have a good term for this, um, maybe we do something that is like Luke Weaver inspired because that's season one that really made me think of it. But if you have a good term for what we call the most shockingly good game, um, and I see Twitch saying the Dream Weaver, Dream Weaver has been done. I need something that is that is unique. I appreciate you chiming in though. There are no bad ideas. I never want to shoot down. Want to make you feel bad for it. So thank you for chiming in. Uh, but yeah, if you have some ideas, um. Please, uh, please shoot them my way on Twitter, uh, and we'll think about this. But yeah, just think of like, you know, I have the, a birthday party for one start of the year for that guy, um, but I, but I want like the guy that gets the gold star. Honestly, we might call it the gold star. I think that's kind of cool. Like, you know, it's like, hey, you get the gold star for that day. Uh, anyway, we're, we're gonna talk about that later. I'm sorry to, to. Mess up your morning. Zach Eflin <laughs> against the Orioles. Six innings, four and runs. Seven hits, will walk, four Ks. Pretty disappointing there. Uh, he hung his cutter a good amount in this one. But honestly, I feel like he's kind of himself. And that's what you're going to get. Um, David Peterson against the Reds. I didn't realize he was even going to be back at this point, And he's not ready. Jameson Tyno against Cardinals. Good to see just under 70 pitches from him. But, you know, he's still getting his feel back and then against the Astros, which is going to kind of weigh a start or two. Uh, Drew Rosinski, not a chance. Uh, Nick Pavetta did not have the slider that he showed up with last time. You know, that's the fun thing. It's like you see something brand new once you go, whoa, this is really cool. And it's like, yeah, I just had that for one, that one game. I'm like, oh, well, that's not cool. Um, and then uh, Brandon fought. Yeah, I know. Five innings, six earned runs, seven hits, two walks, three Ks. He was my stream pick of the day. So was P.O. Bots for whatever it's worth. But yeah, that was... Uh, Oh, man, you can drop him um, in your 12-teamers. I already did. I picked up John Gray. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, not fun right now with Fought, and we move on from this one, unfortunately. I think his fastball is just not good enough. Um, I thought it was. That's the thing. In the preseason, watching it, and uh, I thought it was better than it was, and it just isn't. So, uh, oh, man, someone in Twitch chat <laughs> just put out I'm Scott and I started Drew Rosinski oh boy I'm so sorry um, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games Clayton Kershaw Kevin Gosman Luis Castillo Zach Wheeler Justin Verlander Christian Javier Justin Steele Eduardo Rodriguez and Pablo Lopez are all clear auto starts for today's games Hunter Green Merrill Kelly Lance Lynn Jordan Montgomery Josiah Gray Sean Manaya are on the probable start too let's talk about this Hunter Green hosts the Mets. Very, very dangerous, but, you know, you're going to do it because of the strikeouts. Merrill Kelly gets the Marlins. That feels great for a Toby. He's the Spider-Man. Lance Lynn gets the Royals. I feel like this should be the start. He's been getting, what was it, 39 strikeouts in his last 29 innings, something like that, like a 39 and 8 caper walk. This should work out for Lance Lynn. Uh, Jordan Montgomery against the Cubs. He's been really good, but the Cubs are kind of good right now. Josiah Gray has been doing good things with his four-seamer, his slider, and his uh, cutter, and, and curveball against the Giants. I feel like that's a good one. And Sean Manai is a stream pick of the day against the Nationals. He's got his velocity. He's got his slider. He's got his changeup. Things are good. 
questionable start tier. Edward Cabrera, Seth Lugo, Peyton Battenfield. Those three, uh, we'll throw in Rich Hill in there too. Uh, Edward Cabrera gets the, the Diamondbacks. The command is all over the place. I can't really trust it. Seth Lugo is a Toby. I guess the Twins, they are volatile offensively. That could work out well. Um, Payne Banfield could be a streamer against the Tigers, but we just don't know if he's going to get the cutter whiffs. Rich Hill hosting Rocky Road, so it's PNC Park, which helps. And it's Rocky Road. That could work out, but then again, it's Rich Hill. Wade Miley against the Dodgers. Uh, Wade Miley has been doing better, but he's just a Toby, guys. Don't really over overrate him. And the Dodgers are heating up. Uh, Johnny Brito against the Athletics. The ceiling is so limited. It's like five innings, two and runs, three Ks. Like win. That's what you're chasing. And it could be much worse than that. Even though it's the Athletics. Dane Dunning against the Mariners. That could work, but I don't really want to go after Dane Dunning. People are also interested in it. I'm like, no, don't do it. I know the Mariners are weird, but don't do it. Griffin Canning against the Astros. There's a chance that it still does work if he throws like 20-25% fastballs, which would mean that his secondaries are working. In the do not start tier, you have Yanni Chirinos with an opener against the Orioles. I really don't think it's worth your time. Cal Muller, Antonio Sensatella at Pittsburgh. Maybe that does work because he just did well against the Mets. Oh, Sensei. Uh, Brian Bayo against Atlanta. No way. Uh, same with Dean Kramer against the Rays. It looks like it's Jared Schuster going today for the uh, for Max Fried's spot. Uh, for Atlanta against the Red Sox, he hasn't been good in the minors. I don't want to do that. And Brad Keller against the White Sox, absolutely not. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. We only have six games. Hugh Darvish, Drew Rasmussen, and Nathan Eovaldi are all very clear auto starts here. Darvish against the Twins, Rasmussen against the Yankees, and Eovaldi against the Athletics. In the probable start here, Alex Cobb feels like he's fine at the moment. He does not have the slider. I've been pushing back against Alex Cobb because he doesn't have that slide piece. And without that, that means he's going to be more reliant on sinkers getting called strikes to set up the splitter. If he doesn't have the splitter, there's not much of a backup option. He gets the Diamondbacks, though. I feel like you're going to do it. In the questionable starts here, you have four guys. Kodai Senga is in Cincinnati. We know he's a cherry bomb. The splitter really hasn't been there. Sorry, the fork ball. It's the same, whatever. Fork ball <laughs> uh, hasn't been there recently. Home run prone. It's very dangerous. Bailey Ober gets the Padres. I do like Bailey Ober, but not that much. Domingo Herman has been getting strikeouts with his curveball and looking better. He just survived against the Rays, but can he do it again? Do you want to risk that? I honestly don't. And Brady Singer is a cherry bomb. He is the same guy from 2021 and 2022. He hasn't gotten the same slider whiffs, but yeah, he's going against the White Sox, and this could very well be a coin flip. I know it hasn't been good this season for him, but think about flipping a coin. And you have, what, seven of them? Is it going to be four and three? It might be five and two. It's a coin flip here. Uh, and the do not start tier, it's Mike Clevenger, Tommy Henry, Ken Waldachuk, and Ben Lively. Now, this is funny to me. First and foremost, Mike Clevenger gets the Royals as our stream pick of the day because I couldn't do anyone else. He gets the, the red tag in the do not start. I have to choose a streamer every day. And I'm giving it to Clevenger. It could work. It's the Royals, but I don't want to do it. Tommy Henry gets the Giants, maybe. But no. Ken Waldachuk has actually looked better despite the lines in the past couple weeks, but it's the Rangers and like those are all like flashes of his upside and then it goes away. And then Ben Lively. Ben Lively actually, believe it or not, has an official pitcherless nickname of Raggedy Ann. I gave it to him in 2017. I have not seen him since. If you know the reference for it, props to you. Um, against the Mets, we're not doing that. All right, that is it for today. Good luck with everything. 
And of course, if you want 20% off of PL Pro or PL Plus, you should be checking out the list. There is a promo code in there that you should be using. Fast birthday. It's Alex Fast birthday over the weekend. So all caps, one word. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits below and your strikeouts high.